0: are they worth doing 100% because um, they are going to be some of your most engaging content. It's a chance for you as well to really connect with your followers. Uh, You know, if, if, for example, let's say you say, show us your best eighties haircut and then no one sends you pictures from the eighties, then maybe you've got the wrong audience following (laughs) you, right? Like, you know, so like people are like, I I wasn't even born in the eighties, you know, okay. It's a different audience, but I think it's really important to, It's a great connection with your audience, a really great connection.
1: Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm gonna help you transform your business starting today. Have you ever thought of running a competition on Facebook or on Instagram? but not known where to start, what to do, or what rules you need to follow? Or were you like me and not entirely sure how a competition was actually going to help you get more clients or make more money for your business? Well, listen up because this episode is exactly what you need to Before we dive into the episode today though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called the seven day booking boost and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days but the longer you do it for the bigger the results you're gonna get. Now it's brand new, it's brand new edition, it's rather beautiful and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost, and download your copy today. Hello, friends, and you are indeed very welcome to this week's fine episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. Hey, did you hear I launched a membership? Yeah, it's true. I've taken all the courses that I've been teaching business owners, both one-to-one and online, and put them inside of one awesome membership program. And not only that, but I've built a live coaching element in there too, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff as well. Now, we launched last week. We got an amazing response. And if you were one of those amazing founder members that joined, then I thank you. I appreciate you so much. And we're going to have a lot of fun this year. Now, if you missed out or if it wasn't quite the right time for you, well, don't worry, because we've reopened the membership waitlist so that you can get your name down for when we next open up the membership to more new members uh, in the next couple of months. Actually, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone, everyone that liked that commented on, that shared or responded to any of the emails or the posts that I put out about the membership. You know, it's all great encouragement. As we know, those all important interactions and reactions help all of us reach more people, whether on social media or by email as well. Now, if you want to find out more, all you need to do is go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash membership. Um, If you go there, actually, you'll get a sneak peek behind the scenes at what's inside of the membership, and you can put your name down on the list to hear first when we reopen the doors for new people. And now speaking of interactions, helping our message get out there into the world, helping our businesses get in front of more people, well, that's what today's episode is about. In fact, I'm particularly excited about today's episode because it's a direct response to a listener question because today we're talking all about Instagram and Facebook competitions. Why would you want to do one? What's the benefit? How do you do one? And more importantly, how do you do one that gets massive results? And finally, what are the big do's and don'ts that mean you get all the rewards without angering the great Instagram gods and causing your Instagram account or your Facebook account to be locked down? Now, I needed some help for this one. I needed an expert who really knew what they were talking about to answer these questions and a few more as well. And in fact, I used my very own social network to put a request out there into the world for someone to help me with this. And lo and behold, the universe answered, or rather a whole load of people in my coaching group, the coaching group that I'm part of myself, all came back and said I needed to speak to one person. And that turned out to be a lady called Joy Foster from Tech Pixies. So I did. I tracked her down. I put the idea of the episode to her and she loved it. In fact, she loved it so much that she not only agreed to come on the show and share her knowledge with us, but she also put together an incredible downloadable resource to make sure that you are creating competitions that work uh, with some great examples in there as well of actual competitions that she's run with and for her clients and more about that in the episode itself. Now, needless to say, this is one of those wonderful episodes where following the interview, I was straight onto my team saying, hey, we need to do this. And I imagine that you're going to be exactly the same. So sit back and listen to the new way of exploding your Facebook and Instagram engagement, and all the good stuff that comes along with it, as well as picking up some of those handy new clients along the way. So I want to welcome to the show today, uh, Joy from TechPixies. Joy, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, I'm glad to be here, Adam. No, it's amazing. I should say this topic came up, um, it was a couple of my clients that had asked me about it and I realized, you know, this is something I don't know anything about. So fortunately, I went on to one of the kind of coaching groups that I'm in on Facebook and I just typed in, I was like, right, I want to do an episode about competition rules for Instagram and Facebook who do I need to speak to? And like three people piled in immediately. And we're all like, you need to speak to Joy from tech pixies so I was like, okay, brilliant, sorted. So and then we made this happen. So I love this. This is great. The power of the power of Facebook and networking and, and, and you and I get to meet and then we get to do this podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us today.
0: Well, I'm really excited about it because it's something that I've been meaning to do for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's a great opportunity to, to be able to work together on this. So I'm delighted
1: fantastic so um so clearly there's a lot of people in my groups that, that rate you very highly but just so we know a bit about you joy can you give us a bit of bit of your background and, and exactly what tech pixies does
0: yeah so tech pixies is an online learning platform we teach women how to leverage social media in order to return to work change careers or start a business mm-hmm. uh, so typically when women come to work with us they might have uh, a fear of technology uh, they might feel like a social media imposter or a uh, you know a tech dinosaur yeah typically the way they would explain themselves or, you know, describe themselves. And we just help them to realize that actually, if you know how to leverage social media, that's the foundation for pretty much anything else you want to do uh, in terms of launching a business, getting a job, especially in 2021. Yeah. Uh, and almost every job um, recommendation or any any job, not recommendation, but any job rec, where you're applying for a job is going to include some kind of social media uh, ability to use social media, Uh, to leverage social media, particularly if it's in a marketing department um, or even in a customer support uh, role. Now, a lot of customer support and customer service is done online. So, you know, a lot of the kind of roles that women would traditionally be going for are going to require some kind of social media knowledge. And a lot of women are afraid of social media. So big part of what we do at Tech Pixies is remove that fear and make it a lot of fun and help uh, women to realize that they can leverage social media to get what they want. And that's really important to me.
1: Amazing, amazing. So yeah, so while we don't necessarily have exactly the same audiences, there's definitely a a, a lot of synergy there between them. So so this is going to be absolutely brilliant. So, okay, so first of all, so obviously we're talking about um, mainly Instagram, but Instagram and Facebook competitions uh, today. And uh, it all came about because of the rules behind them. But um, just so we kind of, everyone's on the same page with us at the moment, in case people aren't Totally familiar with how this works. Can you draw a line? Can you first of all explain what a competition on Instagram or Facebook could be and might look like, and exactly what that you know what the benefit to a business could be?
0: Yeah. So, uh, Facebook and Instagram are probably your two most common places that people do competitions because they're also Mm. your largest networks, uh, particularly in the Western world. So, you you definitely want to know that how to use them. They're different, Uh, even though Facebook is owned uh, or Instagram is owned by Facebook they have different rules. So it's really important to understand the different rules. The benefits uh, are really threefold in my view. Um, It's a great way to reward your community so you can, you know, do a competition or a giveaway uh, to thank your community. Really, we have we have a uh, thing called the Joy Book Club at Tech Pixies, and we regularly give away books. So every month we give away books that are featured in our book club, and cool. you know that's a great uh, a great thank you to our book club members. It also is a great promotion piece to get people into our book club. Nice. Um, but you can also use it uh, to build brand awareness, right? So uh, anytime you put a competition out, for example, on Instagram, and you can actually allow people to tag. Their your friends on Instagram which you can't do on Facebook. Uh that creates brand awareness. So, you know, I often get will get tagged, you know, the, someone will create a post and it'll be, you know, tag a friend who you know, uh, you know, is uh is inspirational to you. And then someone will tag, you know, I get I'll get tagged on that, which I love and I appreciate very much. Mm. And and then it, there's something in that post that, you know, is is a gift for someone who is inspirational to you. And then you might think, okay, I want to tag my friends who are inspirational to me, and so it becomes this self-perpetuating chain and it raises brand awareness. So maybe that they're, they're giving away, you know, a spa day for someone who um gives a lot or you know whatever. So mm-hmm. that's that is you know one of the my favorite ones recently was a was a hotel and I got tagged on it uh, by a couple people cuz they know I love country hotels. And so I think that's the other thing too is you tend to tag your friends on uh competitions and giveaways and posts that you think that they will enjoy that you think that they will benefit from. Anytime there is a competition for or a giveaway that includes a star, I usually get tagged on it (laughs) because stars are in our uh, you know, where stars, they're on our logo, they're everywhere. So it it is, you know, the cool thing is is that often you're not gonna tag someone that's not going to be interested in it. And so it does raise brand awareness. And um and and then also it's a great engagement option. You know, a lot of posts um well a lot, you know. As we know, majority of your posts, um, majority of your audience doesn't see your posts. So when sure. you put a post out there, only three to ten percent of your audience organically sees that post. And uh, so what a competition does is it gets in front of more people because there's more people engaging with it. So it increases your engagement rate, and and that can grow your following, particularly if you're partnering with another account. So. For example, if you've got two accounts coming together doing a promotion, basically you end up with this cross promotion where one, you know, one account is promoting another and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So you can end up getting a nice boost to your following. And that particularly works on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Amazing. So, I mean, uh, just everything you said there sort of made sense on one level, but it's like, I've got to listen to it slow motion now to actually kind of unravel it in my head. Here, I'll I'll
0: summarize (laughs) it up. uh, It increases engagement. It increases brand awareness and it's a great way to reward your community.
1: Amazing. Cool. So that's why you would do competitions. And, you know, we can, we can get into maybe a couple of examples. I know you've done some, some really successful ones before, but like I said, the sort of, the weird backwards way around that this episode came about was because uh, someone was asking about the rules behind them. And, you know, really nicely, since you and I actually um, connected and, and decided to do this episode, very handily in the news, there's been a big, uh, certainly in the UK, a big Instagram influencer who's actually got kicked off of Instagram for breaking the rules. Now, I don't watch this program at all, uh, but Love Island is a, a very popular program for a lot of people. And uh, I've got a name here because I couldn't remember it, Molly May Haig. Um big influencer on Instagram. You know, she generated a lot of her revenue from her Instagram accounts, but got kicked off because she broke the competition rules. And, you know, if if they're going to shut your account down and that's a worry for people, you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to break the rules. I don't want that to happen. So um, I know there are are a lot of them, but can you dive into us for a little bit, you know, the kind of the top line things that you should and shouldn't be doing when you're looking at these kind of things?
0: Yeah, so my only uh, experience with Love Island is uh, when we were interviewing our students as to what they gave up in their life in order to do our course, one of our students gave up Love Island. (laughs) <laughs> That's the only experience I have. with it. However, I would imagine she broke the rules more than once. I would imagine it was a repeated offense because, and I don't know anything about the story, mm-hmm. but typically if you're a small fry, uh, you're not going to get into a lot of trouble if you break the rules. That said,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Facebook or Instagram and Instagram, Facebook are now one and the same, when they decide you've broken the rules and they shut down your account, it's a real thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had friends um, who've had, you know, ad accounts that have been shut down. Um, and, you know, that's you having to start a page from scratch is mm-hmm. really hard. Uh, and, and you know, having to start an Instagram account from scratch is really, really hard. So I think it's really important to follow the rules. Um, so we do have a download at techpixiescom forward slash competition rules where I've broken this all down, but I'll go through it now. So you've got it as well. Um, the big do's and don'ts on the Instagram promotion rules is uh, do be clear about the official rules of your competition and giveaway. Mm-hmm. They really want clear. Clear rules around the competition and giveaway. Um, and you you can do this on a separate link and you can say link and bio to our competition rules and giveaway, but you need to have those rules. Um, don't encourage people to tag themselves in a photo if they aren't in the photo. And this is kind of a weird one. Um, I read it and I was like, I don't really get that one. Mm. But it's it's a it's about making sure that you're not just randomly tagging photos and the same rule applies on Facebook. They you cannot ask people to tag your a picture of themselves in your product. Like that's not, uh you can't do that. So okay. basically don't ask people to tag their pictures with your product to be entered into a competition for either Facebook or Instagram. That's cool. the bottom line. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't ask them to tag a friend in the comments or you can't ask them to comment because you can. So the bottom line is that, you know, if you want to put up a, uh, there's no rules that say you can't tag your friends uh, in an Instagram post. On Facebook, there are. So totally okay to tag your friends on an Instagram post. Mm. Not okay to tag your friends on a Facebook post. Okay. So there's, that's the big difference there. Um, and then again, you know they like rules, <laughs> so in, you know including your competition terms and conditions. Big one, yeah. And then release Instagram of any liability. That's very very important. You must say that the promotion in no way is sponsored, endorsed, uh, or administered by or associated with Instagram, and that needs to be clearly uh, clearly written in on the post, and then also in your. Uh, official rules. So that's the Instagram. Uh, those are the Instagram rules. Facebook's uh, basically don't do a promotion from a personal page. We know Facebook okay. does not want you using a personal page for business. So don't do it. True. Yeah, uh, okay. And that's a really great way to get kicked off of Facebook. And actually <laughs> the, the worst thing I've seen is people who will build up their entire business on a personal page and then only then find out. Oh, I can't even do ads, like, or I can or get kicked off or whatever. So really keep the two separate. The Facebook's all about community now, for sure, and they want to keep business and and, and individual a personal profile separate. So that's really important. Yep. Um, you can collect. Uh, so do you you can collect entries by having people comment on the post uh, and and like or react to the post but they can't like the page. So you can't say to them, like our page in order to enter this competition. Right. Um, And that's, that's really, there's a big, important distinction there, because um, in advertising, when someone likes your page, you can put more more advertising in front of them, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, they, they now Facebook has likes and, or, you know, you can like a page or follow a page. And that, that actually affects what the, What the page can do with you basically so that they really want to protect someone's right to choose whether or not they like a page Mm -hmm. but if they want to be in the competition then you can say you have to like this post now um rachel miller who is really well known uh for community building uh, on facebook and for um uh, challenges and things like that she has a, a kind of a banned words list And one of the band's words she says is the word like. So if you put, if you say like this post uh, to enter this competition, it's almost like Facebook is that intelligent and they worked out, you've used the word like this post, and then they will show it to fewer people. So what she recommends that you do is you put a thumbs up, you know, a little emoji, a thumbs up instead of the word like, so we can say thumbs up to this post in order to enter this competition. So, you know, so I, whether it works or not, I don't know, but we've been doing it for years on our posts um, and people who have come out of my program have done it, done it for years on the companies that they work for. And we've never, knock oh. on wood, ever had an issue, uh had an issue with it. And again, this weird kind of don't ask people to tag themselves in pictures of a new product in exchange for a chance to win. Don't ask them to tag a friend. Again, you can do it on Instagram, cannot do it on Facebook. So that's really, really important. Um, and really a big one on Facebook, don't ask people to share the post. And their argument as to why is because once it gets shared, you then stop being able to track where it's gone. So it kind of makes the competition less fair because if people are you know, doing stuff on other pages that you can't see because it's been shared, then you're, uh, you're not giving everyone a chance. Yeah. Now sharing is, is one of the ways that a Facebook um, page grows and you want to create shareable content, but you cannot encourage people to share in order to be in the competition. Um, But one thing I will, one little uh, hack here, you know, if we go back to, you can't invite people to like your page is that if people like your post, if people react to your post, you can go to where, you know, where all the hearts and the thumbs up and all. And yep. if you click on that, yep. you'll see a list of people and you can invite people to like your right. page. And that is the fastest way to grow your Facebook page. So
1: Got it. Oh. a lot of
0: people don't know that little hack and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge hack. So it's, it, it's the only way to grow your Facebook page organically is to create engaging content that people react to and then invite people who react to that post to like your page. And this kind of gets around that, you know, required, you know, inability to grow your page following while you're doing a competition.
1: See, that's, that's kind of just answered a question for me because I was like, well, if on Facebook, you can't ask people to share and you can't ask people to like your page, then where's, what's actually the benefit to you? Because if they're not sharing it with their friends or tagging their friends, how is it actually doing anything for you? But so that way you can actually, is it like an extra step that you have to do, but, you're getting the benefit. But, it's but a lot crazy. of people don't ah, know that.
0: that extra step. And ah, I've, okay. I've done one better for you. And in oh. the guide that we created, I linked to one of our technical videos from our 90 day transformational program that shows you exactly how to do that on a computer.
1: Ah, amazing. Thank you so much for that. Okay. So this is starting to make sense now. So we know what the competition, we know why you do competitions. We've got some headline points about what you shouldn't, shouldn't do. Um, a slight different, well, no, quite big difference between Facebook and Instagram, which is kind of weird um on on one level words that we need to be a bit wary of which is really really useful um any other sort of absolute do's and don'ts
0: yes you need to have a competition t's and c's right. on your website uh, and in the guide that i've created you can actually go straight to our competition t's and c's and i have no problem with you lifting it as long as you just <laughs> replace all of the techniques and stuff with your own stuff <laughs> Um, And and I'm sure we lifted it from somewhere else as well. (laughs) But the point is, is that, you know, yes, you can go get one created by a lawyer. It's going to cost you, you know, quite a lot of money. Or you can use one that looks pretty decent and covers the basis. What I've also included in the guide, uh, LinkedIn, for example, doesn't even have a promotion guide that I could find. But what they did have was they had their own Uh, T's and C's that they created for one of their own competitions. So one of the social media networks themselves created their Um, own kind of T's and C's. So I've given an example of that as well in the guide. So you, know, you can kind of see what one of the social media networks would have created for their own competition, and then you can see what we use for ours. But really, you know, for example, the one that LinkedIn created, um, it, it basically is a document that outlines how to enter the competition, what the prom- promotion period is, what the eligibility is, what the prize is, how the winner will be selected, the conditions of participation, if there's anything related to intellectual property, which I don't know why there would be. There you go. Uh, release of liability, privacy and use of promotion information, governing laws, winners list, and sponsorship. And of course, you know they're going to have their legal team that have have, oh, have oh, analyzed this, scrutinized this, yeah, <laughs> to death. Um, and and it, and it did say LinkedIn's user ingre- agreement requires that you explicitly state in your post the the LinkedIn promotion official rules. So you you have to really you have to have some kind of rules somewhere. So the T's and C's are really really important. I mean our T's and C's. Um, They they're just they're just generic and we've done it across all the networks. So basically what we instead of having one for each network, because we have a presence on five different social media networks, we just say things like, you know, Tech Pixies occasionally runs competitions and giveaways on social media. Then we say who the promoter is. We say who the competition is open to. uh, We talk about the fact that there's no entry fee. You know, things like that. So really important. And then we also talk about how you can find out who won, uh, whether or not the prices are transferable. I mean, it's just kind of the legal jargon you need to, to have. And it's it's really there to protect you. I mean, at the end of the day, this is for your protection. Uh, it's against the social media network. So for example, uh, if you get kicked off social media because you don't have T's and C's, well, that's your fault, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure you have T's and C's and you make sure those T's and C's are, pl- are compliant with the social media network, ours cover all of them. So we're very specific that we, you know, we do competitions on several different networks and that this covers all of them.
1: Nice. Love it. Hi. So you've probably heard me mention Timely before, right? No? Well, Timely is the world's smartest appointment booking software specifically designed for health, beauty, and wellness businesses. It helps you better manage your time, but also it gives you the ability to generate greater revenue whilst maintaining your sanity bit like what we do around here. Thing is, I think Timely is such a great tool, a great product for beauty businesses. And they're a great company too, that we've actually joined forces this year to spread the word even further. And they've even kindly sponsored this episode of the podcast. Now, Timely, the software has been designed from the ground up to help you save hours on admin, deliver exceptional client experiences, and help you establish a solid and much loved brand, as well as growing your revenue. It's got clever tools built into it like consult to help protect your business, your team, and your clients. And one of the things that makes Timely stand out for me as a company is that they work really closely with the hair and beauty industry to ensure that they're creating innovative solutions to help elevate the whole industry and constantly provide more value to you business owners. And what's more you don't have to make loads of changes to start using Timely either because it also works beautifully with products that you already use like iZettle, Zero, QuickBooks, MailChimp, Square, LayBuy and loads more. So if you've been thinking about making the switch from pen and paper or you want to test drive a new software system, visit beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash timely or click the link in the podcast description to start your free 14-day trial. There's no contract tie-ins, there's no hidden fees, just straight up transparent pricing. And Because you're obviously a discerning business owner, you listen to this podcast after all, the Timely team have even got an exclusive offer for you. If after your free trial, you want to carry on using the software, just enter the coupon code BBP50, that's Beauty Business Podcast 50, BBP50, when you set up your account or just send them an email to let them know that you're a listener of the show with the code BBP50 on it, and you'll get 50% off Timely for your first few months. Now, this offer is only available to new customers though. Remember, beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash timely for the free trial and BBP50 to get your 50% off whatever package you join on. Okay, now back to today's episode. So my next question then is, because it it seems like there are some definite hard and fast rules that we need to stick to and all that. So, you know, is it still worth doing competitions given that there are all these kind of um, rules and regulations in place and and potential downsides to it?
0: Yeah, totally. I can give you some amazing examples where it works um, really, really well. Um, but before I do that, let me just uh, touch on Twitter because we haven't talked about Twitter.
1: Nope, no, we haven't. True.
0: <laughs> so Twitter still is, it's still out there. It's still a social media now. <laughs> it's still going. People, people still use, use that. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the best competitions I saw on Twitter was a sunglass company. And they basically said retweet for a chance to win. And that okay. post got retweeted thousands and thousands and thousands of times because it was such a simple, uh, it was such a simple thing. Yep. What you cannot do on Twitter is say, whoever retweets this the most gets to win
1: No,
0: because what Twitter does not like is duplicate content. So it used to be, and I mean, we're totally guilty of this. It used to be that you could take like five tweets and then you could tweet the same tweets every day, just at different times. <laughs> And that that was our Twitter strategy for years, and then suddenly Twitter was like, "Nope, you can't do that anymore." And that was really after the Trump elections when fake accounts were created, right. you know, potentially yep. by the Russians. But you know, fake <laughs> accounts were created, and there, and massive news was uh, shared and reshared and shared and reshared, and it was the same thing over and over again, and it was all fake. Got it. According to some people. So the point is, is that you know it's it's uh, they they cracked down hard after the trump election mm-hmm. on duplicate content and they basically removed that ability so they wanted it to be fresh tweets each time so even the teams that i have worked with and managed where they are promoting products and let's say they have 100 products to promote we always tweak a word or two you know when we re, when we repost about that same right. product mm-hmm. so that we don't get caught by that rule Got it. Uh, so that's a rule to remember in terms of, is it still worth doing? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. So I'll just give you some stats on a couple that my team pulled up. Um, so Cornish Wear, uh, the Cornishware Artist Competition. Uh, she did a video for it, and it was uh, it was, it was the the very first. She was doing a, she was doing a series of um, basically stoneware, mm-hmm. uh, and there the, it was the very first uh, model of it. Right. Okay. It was her. It was her prototype, and so she was giving that away and cool. uh so she had 17 she did a video so she got 17,000 views 8,533 comments so you know when i say these things generate engagement they generate engagement right um martha brook who we love we've worked with for years at tech pixies she does stationery anyone who's a stationery lover I've got some go of
1: martha Brooke's stationery
0: yeah awesome here wow, it's the, okay it's the best. Right. So um, she did one recently uh, in January for, you know, a, a, a planner, basically. Yeah. Uh, and it had two thousand four hundred thirty nine likes, three thousand one hundred eighty three comments. And I would go and watch Martha Brooks competitions because uh, she does a very, very good job with her competitions. They always do well. She also does collaborations. Um, she's done collaborations with biscuiteers before mm-hmm. and biscuiteers do great competitions as well. Uh, I've also seen Jules do some really great competitions and, um, you know, I mean, for example, one of the best ones I saw Jules do on Facebook was they had a new, um, they had a new bedspread come out that had bees on it. Mm-hmm. And then they said, you know, if you love bees, um, type the word buzz in the in the comments, right, and so then you had all these people doing buzz with like the emojis and things like that. So you you can really use these to make them really creative. You can actually say, "Hey, we're launching a new product. Um, get, tell us what you sh- think we should call the product." And people enter the product name that you think that they, you know. And I did that recently, even in my own group. I said, "Okay, I'm going to give you a 50 pound um, voucher to Scamp and Dude, which is one of my favorite shops in the UK clothing shops." I'm wearing their top right now. And I said, you know, I'm going to give someone a 50-pound voucher to and Dude if they can give me a name for our new boot camp because we have this new social media boot camp coming out and I I just was really struggling I was like social media boot camp that's all I could come up
1: with you same as me really literal it's like well, that's what it is
0: <laughs> that's what it is it's a social media boot camp so anyways we had all of these names coming out and uh and then someone said social media superhero boot camp and I was like yes that's it we're yeah. going to do a social media superhero boot camp and then I came up with all the six social media superpowers out off the back of that it was really fun for my community and they helped me to decide something for my business. So 100% is worth it. Um, I'll just give you a couple more examples. Uh, You know, ProViz, which is a a reflective sportswear company Mm -hmm. um, for Crufts uh, during the Crufts competition. So they're not a dog company, but in the UK, uh, Crufts is a big dog show. And uh, and what they, they kind of piggyback off of the back of it. You know, if people are talking about Crufts, why not get in on the conversation? So what they do is they featured uh, they did a collaboration. And this is, I wanna show you the difference between a collaboration and just doing it for your own community, right? Yeah, so, okay. um, so, 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 Crufts in 2019, we did a collaboration with a whole bunch of other dog companies. In 2020, we didn't do that. We just focused on ProViz. The collaboration generated 1,000 comments, 48 shares, 301 reactions, because we had multiple partners who were encouraging people to jump onto that post. And the thing people forget is you can use your email list to boost your competitions. So for example, we can't say to our collaboration collaboration partners, share this post onto your feed, you know, to get people engaged, because that causes this sharing breakage issue, because we can't see what's going on when someone shares it. But we can say our to our partners, hey partners we're ready. Here's the, here's the graphic. Here's the link. Send this out to your mailing list and get people to come on over to our page and react with this post. And that is one of the ways that it really, really grows and spirals. And then in 2020, we decided not to do a collaboration, mostly because it's a lot of work to do collaborations. <laughs> and we ended up with 282 comments, 24 shares, 949 reactions. So even though we had more reactions, we had fewer comments, and that's where we were, were judging it. But here's one of the fun things about the Crufts uh, competition. Anytime you can get people to post about their animals, you are gonna win, right? And so what we do during the Crufts competition, I mean, I'm not involved anymore because they, you know, I don't I don't run their social media team anymore because I'm a bit busy with tech pixies. but I do have some amazing students who are still working there. But what we uh, what they do. Uh, is they say and and this was a wonderful idea from one of the people in our program basically they say uh, show us a picture of your you know your best four-legged friend right and boom it just blows up and you get hundreds of pictures of really cute dogs and like it's called an irresistible post so one of the things you want to learn how to do is create irresistible posts and asking people to drop a picture of their favorite furry friend you know and we even did other ones where we said like uh on a valentine's day competition you know we said um, drop a picture of your, you know, your best friend and, w- and tell us what they mean to you, mm-hmm. right? And so, and, and it doesn't break the rules because we're not saying drop a picture of your friend and tag them with ProViz. No. What we're saying is get, show us who you love the most and tell us why they're just amazing. And, and that, that does really well as well. You just have to be careful around anytime you're asking someone to post a picture of like a child or things like that. That's yes. something that we just we just don't do. And you would definitely need to be careful about that but we've, you know, the person that, you know, stood in for you as your dad or the person that stood in for you as your mom, or, you know, your best friend or your best training buddy, you know, all those things make a big difference. Uh, and especially if you're in the beauty industry, you know, things like show us, um, show us your favorite hairdo, right? Or, you yeah. know, find a picture, of fi- show us your-, your
1: hair icon or something when you were growing up. Something like that.
0: Well, how about who's got the, who has the best mall bangs from the 1980s, <laughs> right? I don't know if they had mall bangs in the UK, but in the US they definitely did. And I had them up to here with braces and glasses. So (laughs) I think, you know, it's, you, you can get really fun with them. So are they worth doing 100% because, um, they are going to be some of your most engaging content. It's a chance for you as well to really connect with your followers. Uh, you know, if, if, for example, let's say you say, show us your best eighties haircut and then no one sends you pictures from the 80s, then maybe you've got the wrong audience following (laughs) you, right? Like, you know, so like people are like, I I wasn't even born in the 80s, you know, okay, it's a different audience. But I think it's really important to, to, it's a great connection with your audience, a really great connection.
1: So there, I mean, you were talking about something that, um, I guess a lot of people might do something like that just for a bit of engagement. But if you make it a a typically engaging request, but also kind of, turn up the heat on it with a competition. It's just going to, what we're saying there is it's just going to increase people's desire and willingness to engage.
0: Yeah. And here's the other trick on this. And I mean, I'm, i always say this, I teach this in our social media superhero bootcamp, uh, the no comment left behind rule. So when you say to someone, uh, like for example, on the, you know, tell us, uh, tell us your, you know, tell us your, who your, um, who your hairstyling superhero is, or I don't know, tell us, who uh, tell us your favorite lip, uh, tell us your favorite color of lipstick or whatever, whatever you're asking someone to do, what you want to do as well is acknowledge them. Don't just let them like put something on there and then ignore them. Mm-hmm. When you go back and you reply and like, let's say they say my favorite lipstick, I don't wear lipstick, unfortunately, but let's say they fam- say my favorite lipstick is sandstone, which probably would be mine. Cause I'm very neutral. Let's say they say my favorite lipstick is like, you know, pink sandstone. And then you would go, oh, I love pink sandstone too. Or yeah, great choice or, and just even the, like that little simple double hearts, little simple double thumbs up. You know, what we, we did that so well at ProViz and what it does is it means that the person knows, even if they didn't win, that they were acknowledged and it also doubles your comment count. So let's say you have like um, 50 people who comment on your post, you reply to every single one of them, that then becomes a hundred comments when you ask people to leave a comment and then you comment back, the no comment left behind rule, which is like yep. that's what we call it here at Tech Fixies. Uh, then what sometimes also happens is you end up in whole conversations, right? Yeah. And you sometimes you'll end up selling a product because they'll be like, oh, I've been meaning to ask you blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, it becomes this conversation. So, um, you know, I've seen it work so many different ways, especially when you're getting started, reply to all the comments. It can get hard, you know, like when someone's got, you know, 8,533 comments, it might be really difficult to reply to every single one of them. Um, But I do know, you know, someone who's run an ad, the same ad for years, and they have had over 6,000 comments and they go in and every day they just reply and they just reply because when you're in this conversation in this dialogue with people, um, it gets seen by more people. And then they also, you know, feel like it's a person that they're connecting with. So, you know, I think it's, it's worth putting in the extra effort to connect with people. Um, Completely. Through social.
1: I, a few things I want to pick out there as well. Yeah. I think when we do something that's kind of perceived strategic in our business, like a competition, we put so much effort into it up front and like making sure the T's and C's are there and getting the prizes and and any other people to share it that like you say, once we kind of do it, we almost mentally in our brains go, right, tick, done. And then there's these comments kind of going on. And if we've gone off and done mm-hmm. something else, you're killing the engagement straight away. You know, if people aren't seeing that you're engaged back again, they're going to kill it. And, and I love that doubling the number of comments thing because the, it, suddenly FOMO kicks in. If you see a post that's got 700 comments on it, you're like, uh, something's going on. I, I, I need to pay attention to this. So so it's absolutely true that those two things there, and, and yes, yeah, starting up the conversation, we we forget that social media is, you know, social. So we can't just fling something out there into the world and hope it just takes on a life of its own. Great if it does, but if we can encourage that a little bit as well by, like you say, engaging people in conversation and all those kinds of things, I just, it's so true. And I think I think we often forget that when we're doing it for our business, we think it's just kind of a shout it out into the world thing and then leave it alone. So you have
0: to remember social media is about community, especially Mm -hmm. organic social media. I I like to explain it this way. Organic social media is about community. Paid social media is about generating new leads. Mm -hmm. And you should be doing both. You need to be bringing new people into your community and you need to be taking care of the people in your community. And a lot of people don't get that. Uh, and and it's really interesting because usually the question I'll get from our community is, well, my competition didn't work. And, uh, you know, why? And then I'll go look at their competition and I'll be like, okay, your Facebook page only has 25 likes. Hmm. So the first thing I would say is, you know, you need to make sure you've got people following you. Uh, you know, what, what we say is the first milestone is to get 100 followers because that gives you analytics, right? Yeah. But you really be need, and you can build up your first hundred followers with your friends and family, which and it's a really great way to do that, right? And get people, but don't just pick, don't just randomly ask all your friends and family to like the page. Pick the friends and family who will actually support what you're doing and who will, you know, you know, like not <laughs> we'll the ones are like
1: do things, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know who they are, uh, and then. <laughs> the other thing that we say is then once you've got the 100 followers now you need to be going for the 1000 yeah. and that and you can do that organically by creating really good content and then when people are reacting to it and sharing it and you know then you can invite them to like your you know to like your page and there's nothing wrong with people sharing your content you want people sharing your content yeah. you just can't ask them to share your content as part of a competition yeah. so uh it's really important now instagram's different right you like There's no reason why you couldn't say on an Instagram thing, share it in your stories. I've not seen anything against sharing something in your stories. In fact, I've seen, I think I have seen people doing that. Um, But the most common one I see on Instagram is tag a friend who you think would, you know, like this or, you know, and in the case of the country hotel, it was tag a friend you want to take on the weekend getaway with, you know, so it was like a weekend getaway. And it was like, if you won, who would you bring on the trip with you?
1: Very clever. Very clever. I, like that. I love all these ideas and any of these, you know, any of these that you can <clears throat> in a nice way borrow, then, you know, there's, there's, turn them around. What can you do in that way? You know, maybe you can't give away a, a country hotel stay, but, you know, use the same idea. You know, who would you bring along to, like you say, a, a spa day? Who would you bring along to uh, an event that we're running or something like that? So I love these. Okay. Brilliant. So I've got a couple of, um, because when I knew it, this is kind of snowballed a little bit because I first reached out to you um, with this as an idea. Going, I think this could be a cool episode. And then I sort of thought, actually, this is going to be a really good episode. And I reached out to some of my audiences and asked them some questions and just said, you know, what, what would your questions be? So I've got a couple of questions and we'll have a bit of a quick fire if that's OK with you. Yeah, go for it. I think we may have covered this one, but let's just make sure we've ticked it off. Someone said, uh, can competitions be used to gain more followers, i.e. like, tag, share, or get friends to like, tag, share this competition for a chance to win? If it's not allowed, why isn't it allowed on both Facebook and Insta? I think we've pretty much covered that. Yeah, I would
0: just say don't do a competition to gain a following. Your following will grow naturally because of the competition. Um, But like, like we said, you cannot ask them to like your page. But if they like your post, you can invite them to like your page. So, you know, that's the, that's the workaround on that one.
1: Cool. Uh, What about the fact that I see other businesses, other brands uh, doing it, you know, wrongly? They're obviously getting away with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they can't monitor everybody. Right. But if you get caught, you're, you're the one that gets kicked off. So, you know, I mean, you have a choice, right? You can report them if you want to, but then I don't know that that's going (laughs) to serve you well, if you believe in karma. So, you know, I just think, look, people who break the rules all the time. They're either one day going to, well, they usually get caught eventually. Uh, it doesn't serve them eventually, right? That's not integrity. So do things out of integrity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's that, it's that good versus evil. Who will win at the end? You know, good always wins in the end. So if you play by the rules, uh it's going to take you longer, uh, probably, but you won't get kicked off. So there's the bonus. You know, the worst thing you could do is grow really fast and then have no power whatsoever because they remove your account.
1: Absolutely. So my personal... So stick to the rules.
0: Yeah. Stick the rules. Just do the rules.
1: Absolutely. It used to really frustrate me. It's gone away now, but I, when I used to do Facebook ads and for some reason, my tendency was always to put a lot of words in the image and Facebook was always rejecting my ads because i would got more than 20% of, of the words in there. And I'd see these some of these huge people doing ads and they had way more text in there. And so I'm like, how are they getting away with it? So, uh, so I was very pleased today that uh, that Facebook got rid of that rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always gone with the don't put words
0: on the don't put words on the ads, you know. And and although that said, we have words on our ads right now on one of them, and it's doing really well. So, you know, you just have to. It's always an experiment. It's always a test, and obviously a test within the limits of what you can actually do.
1: In got my it. opinion. Okay. Another <laughs> question: Are there any rules around using influencers? Well, are there any rules around using influences? in social posts or competitions, is there anything influencers should say or make clear with regards to their relationship with the product slash competition, et
0: cetera? Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. And really, they they're responsible for knowing those rules. Like they, you know, you you you're responsible for knowing that they know the rules. Um, but I, influencer marketing is not something that I'm an expert on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, they have very strict rules. Um, they have to say, you know, if they're doing a post and they're paid to do the post, because that's different than a competition, right? Yeah. Let's say I give someone, uh, let's say someone says, "Joy, you really need to start wearing lipstick," and then they give me lipstick and I don't have to pay for the lipstick. I have to be very clear that this lipstick was given to me or that I'm being paid to wear this lipstick, et cetera. So um, it's really interesting. So if you are going to become an influencer, if you're going to work with an influencer, uh, make sure that you do your due diligence. Make sure you look at the things that they've done before. Make sure that you, um, you look at how they have explicitly said that they're using your product or other products um, before they use yours. So yeah, it's, it's 100% there are rules for influencers, which are slightly different than businesses because businesses are usually selling their own product, whereas an influencer is selling somebody else's product. Yeah. Uh, and it was really interesting cause I was, I can't remember what I was listening to, but it was, um, they were telling the story of uh, Oprah and how uh, she had said once that she was never gonna eat beef again. Uh, or she was never going to eat a hamburger again. That's what she said. She just said, like on television, I'm never going to eat a hamburger again. And the beef industry sued her. <laughs> And, you know, you just think, oh my gosh, like, and my kids, I was telling my kids that story and they're like, what? Like, I can't say I'll never eat a hamburger. And I said, no, I mean, it's Oprah, right? You're not Oprah.
1: No, if you're Oprah. You, no. <laughs> if
0: you're Oprah. But that's, but but influencers play by a different set of rules because when they open their mouth, yep. they, exactly. and, and that's, you know, that's why people crack down on, on, or trying to crack down on fake news. Because when someone says something mm. and everyone thinks it's true, even though it might not be true, it, it causes behaviors to change. And so, you know, that's, so influencers have different rules than businesses. Um, so you do have to be careful uh, yeah. in that space.
1: I guess this is why we see now, So I've, I've definitely seen it on Instagram, you see like a post and it says "in paid partnership with, so it's really clear that that, that this is a, uh, usually a celebrity, I guess. Wherever. Yeah.
0: And you can, in Instagram, you can set up your promotional partners. So Good. that's something you can set up. So if you're, and actually it's interesting in the online space right now, because there's this question about like, if you do affiliate sales for someone, so for example, if you you do a course, uh, somebody's course, and then you resell. You you promote their course, and you get a kickback. Yeah, I think there there's now starting to become this. You know, you have to disclose yeah, you've got that. To, you've now. got to very
1: clearly say, "I yeah." Okay. And then also,
0: yep. for example, for those of us who run online courses where people can earn money, we have to be also very careful about you know the earnings disclaimer that the that the you know, the results that we show, and I think this is more in America than the UK, but the results that we show are selected results. Not everyone gets these results. I see that a lot now popping up on all of the, the big gurus pages. So you just have to be aware of the disclaimers that you that you use uh, and make sure that you are using an, an industry compliant um, disclaimer.
1: Cool. Now, this is a good one. Is there a difference between competitions, prize draws, prize draws and giveaways?
0: Competitions, prize drawings, and giveaways. Okay, so uh, sort of and not really. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I think they're just different ways of saying the same thing. I mean, tomato, that, that's tomato, what I
1: mean. Potato, Is, potato. <laughs> can you can you kind of get around some things by calling it say a giveaway rather than a competition, or, or really should you just treat them all the same? Do
0: you treat them all the same? In fact, the social media networks call them promotions.
1: Okay. So, so when actual, I was looking right.
0: up like competition guidelines, it didn't, ha- it's, it just, it kept pulling back to promotions. So, you know, we use the word competitions and give it aways, mm-hmm. but in social media network language, it's actually promotions.
1: Got it. So they've kind of bracketed that whole thing.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Cause you're, cause basically you're promoting a product or a service mm-hmm. through some kind of competition or giveaway. I mean, a giveaway is, you know, if you enter this if you enter this giveaway, we're going to give you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a competition is if you enter this competition, we're going to give you something. So, you know, it's it's kind of, I think it, it it's just, it's different ways of saying the same thing more or less. I think,
1: I, I think it kind of comes back to, because there was a thing here in the UK where, um, this was a few years ago now, and you had to, there had to be a level of skill involved for something to be a competition. competition. otherwise. Otherwise, it was considered a lottery or something. It? Yeah,
0: like a drawing competition, for example. Yeah. Like when, when I was in the second grade, which is uh, year two here, yeah. I did, um, we had, there was a Young Americans Bank that had opened in Denver, which is where I'm from. And they did a competition. So you had to draw a picture of what it was like to go to the bank. And so I, you know, my eight-year-old self drew this picture of me going to the bank and putting my first deposit in. And I won the first prize. And that is a competition. Yeah. And what I got as a result was like a hundred pounds. Or hundred dollars in my brand new bank account, right? So that I, that is a competition. A competition is you probably have to uh, you're entering something, some you know, like an art competition. You're entering a piece of art in order to win. Mm-hmm. Whereas a giveaway, you're just entering your name in order yeah. to win the giveaway. So, um, but I do think we, I do think that the lines get a little bit blurred and we never use the word promotion. I don't know anyone, like I've never done a competition <laughs> well, or say, a giveaway that I call
1: a promotion. So there you go. Promotion just immediately smacks of I'm trying to sell you something. So, so yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think it probably comes back to prize draws, competitions, giveaways, all the different things. As long as you're clear about how you enter and how you select a winner, I think you're probably, you're probably clear on that one. So that's, yeah, fine. that's where
0: the competition T's and C's matter.
1: Perfect. Okay. So finally, are there any specific hashtags that people should use to maximize reach and opportunities for competitions?
0: Oh, gosh, I would actually advise you not use the hashtag. Ah, okay. Interesting. Um, I I think what I think the downside to using so there are hashtags like a lot there used to be like, Win it Wednesday, or, you know, hashtag wins, or I can't remember, but I, there are hashtags for it. But what you tend to find happen if you use that, is you'll get just completely, um, uh, you'll get completely surrounded by the people who have bots. So there will be people who have set up bots that will look for certain hashtags and they will automatically enter themselves into anything that has hashtag competition or anything that has hashtag Wednesday win it or whatever, win it Wednesday. So my personal thought on this, and I mean, I can double check like the Martha Brooke one just to see what she did, but I I wouldn't do that because what you'll end up getting are a bunch of bots that follow you back that aren't real potential customers, and that's you do not want that at all. Uh, and I'm I'm just looking at Martha Brooks really quickly, which had 2,438 um, uh, likes, and I think it had over 3,000 comments. I can't remember exactly. She doesn't have a single hashtag in it. Right. So, okay. you know, and, and the thing is, is, you know, she has a relatively large audience now. I mean, when I met her, she was like had around five. Oh, well, she's a huge audience. Now when I met her, she was around 5,000 followers. She's got 48,500 followers Ooh. now. So, you know, she doesn't need to use a hashtag. And I think that's also something important with hashtags. You'll, if you look at big accounts um, that have really you know, good followings. They they're using hashtags less and less. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and I'm not anti-hashtags. Um, when I post, I never use hashtags. And some of my posts are on our on our account are some of the best ones. Uh, and in terms of engagement, and mm-hmm. and it's only, you know, it, it's not because I'm it's not because I'm using hashtags because I often don't use hashtags on our po- on the posts that I create. It's more that you know I'm the business owner connecting with people, mm-hmm. and I think people forget how important the connection to the business owner is with a business and yeah. so many businesses hide their faces away they you know we we call it you know the su- the superpower everyone has is the invisibility cloak right <laughs> so many business owners are completely invisible from their social media feeds right. uh, to the extent that they don't have their na- their real name on the on in the description you know they don't have their an easy way to be contacted it's almost like they don't want people to actually work with them <laughs> So, you know, make sure that you are on your feed and as scary as it is, um, which it is for a lot of people, it's, there's fear, you know, people are afraid uh, of going on social, but here's the thing. They are afraid of being judged. They're afraid of the negative feedback they're going to get. And they're afraid that no one's going to comment. Like those are the two things that are happening. I,
1: I think there's another thing to add to that as well, because, um, one of the things I find with with all of these social media channels, when they bring out a new thing, like, you know, Instagram are forever bringing out something new, reels and stories and guides and everything. There's very rarely an instruction manual that comes with it. So the, the first opportunity you get to do something is like you're just doing it f- for real. And um, in my own boot camps, one thing I realized was that one of the things that stopped people going, say going live, was they just didn't know what was going to happen when they pressed the button and they didn't want to look silly by doing it wrong. So we just did on the very first day, we just went, right, this is a safe place, a safe group. We're all in the same thing. Everybody go live today in there and everybody did it. And they were like, actually, the world didn't end when I went live. Yeah, I didn't know what buttons to press and I couldn't do the really cool filters and everything. But now I know what happens once I hit that button I'm immediately more comfortable with it and I'll do more things. so I, I well do- and
0: that's exactly what we do on our first day in our boot camp is we well, it's actually our second day in our boot camp. We get them to do that as part of their homework to do cool. a live because you're right. you know what they what they don't know is where they hit the button, what the what people are gonna see and and I think it's so important that you overcome that fear. And here's the thing, you know that one post I was telling you about the the Cornwall um stoneware company. Yeah probably totally botched that now. Um, but uh the the Corn, Cornishware artist um she the the competition that got 17,000 views and 853 comments it, or 8,533 comments it was it was her talking and it was her face and it was her jumping up and down and you know the thing is is people buy from people and people connect with people. So, you know, anytime you can, uh, what we, call, what we say, tech is put your brave pants on. And, uh, in, in America, pants are the same thing as underwear. So it's a little bit confusing, potato, potato, uh, competition promotion giveaway, uh, but you know, get your brave pants on and, and put yourself out there and, you know, get involved with your community. You know, they, if you've built the right, people around you. And if your messaging is positive and encouraging, you know, we have supportive, positive, our, our, our value set is in the word sparkle. So supportive, positive, authentic relationships with people who are keen to learn and want to be empowered. As long as our messaging is within sparkle, which at 99.99% of the time is it's going to work and it's going to attract the right people for us. Right. So know your values. So when you, and, and you know, if your value is integrity, don't break the rules, right. So, you know, the, the, the point is, is, that you make sure your values come out in your competitions, make sure your values come out in your posts, make sure you come out in your posts and that oh, people gotcha. know who you are.
1: Bring the personality. Absolutely. hundred percent. Joy, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and let's just share again, give us the, give us the address, uh, to download the downloadable guide.
0: Yes. So it's, uh, techfixies.com forward slash competition
1: rules. Amazing. We'll put that in the show notes and in the episode description as well as a clickable link so people can just go and click on it. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with before we uh, before we wrap things up today?
0: I think competitions are still very valid and viable and people should be doing them.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely, after doing this and looking into this, we're going to do one definitely because I haven't done one for ages. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to see what uh, what we can do with it. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. Hope you have an amazing day. And uh, I'm definitely going to stay in touch with you and, uh, and see what things are going on with you guys. Definitely. Well, thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. How amazing was that, people? Now, I don't know about you, but after recording that conversation, like I said, I spent the next few hours looking over the incredible download that Joy has put together for us and brainstorming ideas for a competition. So expect one of those coming from me very soon to try out all her advice. But seriously though, the info in the download is great and the examples really kind of bring it to life so that you can see just what you can use competitions for. Now I urge you to go and grab a copy of that whilst it's available. Now to get your free copy, just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 113 and all the links and everything that you need are right in there. Now that's almost it from me for this week, but we've just got time to read out the latest review from a listener in Australia. Now it's just titled the best podcast. So informative. And uh, they say I've listened to so many podcasts. However, I really love this one. So informative. So amazing. It's helped me grow my business so much. Thank you, Adam. Can't wait for the next one. Well, thank you very much reviewer, but I can't give you a shout out too much because for some reason these days, and I don't know why, I can only see the names of reviewers if I happen to have an account on that Apple podcast page, and I don't happen to have one in Australia. So there you go. If you're going to leave me a message, leave me a review, and I'd love you to do so. Please put your name in the review so I can give you a shout out just in case Apple won't tell me who you are. But after today's episode, you know this show is full of useful, actionable, valuable information and advice. So can I ask you to do me a quick favor? Would you mind sharing this podcast with just one of your beauty business owner friends? Now, be honest, tell them what you think of the show and why they should listen, but do ask them to check it out. I want to help as many people as I can get back on their feet this year and have the business that they want and have it thrive. And you just telling one other person will really help me do that. Tell more than one if you like. Post it in your favorite industry Facebook group. Tattoo it on your forehead if you so choose. But if you could just tell one person about it that would benefit, that would be fantastic. Now that's it from me for this week. I will see you and your friends back here for more next week. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.